The sea of faith was once too at the full, and round earth's shore lay like the folds of a bright girdle furled. But now I only hear its melancholy, long, withdrawing roar. When the Victorian poet Matthew Arnold published his famous poem Dover Beach in 1867, it served as a eulogy for the certainties of a bygone era, especially religion. One hundred years earlier, the Enlightenment had swept through Europe and its philosophers and scientists had announced the death of the age of superstition and the birth of the age of reason. The Industrial Revolution was creating social upheaval as engineering geniuses like George Stevenson and Isambard Kingdom Brunel constructed a technological future. Natural history museums in the style of Gothic churches were being constructed as new cathedrals to the modern sciences. Charles Darwin had recently published his theory of naturalistic evolution in On the Origin of Species and Karl Marx was about to publish his materialist manifesto, Das Kapital. The advance of science, secularism and technology was the backdrop to Arnold's haunting poem and its famous line about the melancholy, long, withdrawing roar of the sea of faith. The receding tide of religious belief that Arnold witnessed in his day has only continued at an ever-increasing pace in the Western world. In the 1800s, the church and its Christian teachings still dominated society. 150 years later, we are undeniably living in a post-Christian world where the picture looks very different. My name is Justin Briley, and I've been hosting conversations on faith between Christians, atheists, agnostics and other worldviews for over a decade and a half. In my lifetime here in the UK, church-going has declined steeply. The beginning of the 21st century saw a sharp turn against religious belief in popular culture too, with the rise of new atheism, and half the population now identify as non-religious, according to recent surveys. And a similar picture is emerging even in the church-going strongholds of the United States, as younger generations increasingly choose to label themselves as nuns when it comes to religious affiliation. To many people, that might look like the end of the story. Christianity and the church are surely heading for continuing decline into irrelevance, insignificance and extinction. But in this podcast documentary series, The Surprising Rebirth of Belief in God, I want to tell you another story. The story of the rise and fall of new atheism and the start of a new conversation on faith among secular thinkers. Across 21 episodes, yes, click subscribe and settle in because this is going to be a deep dive, I'll be investigating why the rumour that God is not quite dead has been heard increasingly in the fields of psychology, history, science, philosophy, culture and elsewhere. And along the way, you'll hear the stories of many adult thinkers who have found themselves surprised by God, becoming Christians against all their expectations. Of course, I'm not denying the reality of what the statistics tell us. 
when on social media I announced the publication of the book after which this podcast is named, many atheists tweeted back at me, what rebirth? Haven't you noticed the death of Christianity in the West? Well, let me explain. As a Christian who believes in the supernatural claims of the Bible about the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, I'm fully aware that I find myself in the minority in the 21st century Western world. Some believers have responded by circling the few remaining wagons and hoping things might change. Others seem to have given up on church altogether. However, in my personal and professional life, I've been keen to engage the secular culture around me rather than ignore it or bemoan it. And as a broadcaster and a podcast host, have chaired hundreds of debates between the most influential voices on both sides of the conversation on faith. My ringside seat has had the unanticipated but welcome effect of fortifying rather than weakening my faith. I've come to see the intellectual strength of the Christian story as it's been tested by atheists, agnostics and people of other faiths who have sat down with me. My vantage point has also meant being able to follow how the most prominent questions and debates have evolved in the years I've been hosting these discussions. Notably, in the past several years, the conversations have changed in tone and substance quite dramatically. The bombastic debates between militant atheists and Christian apologists have been far less frequent. In their place have come increasing numbers of secular guests who are far more open to the cultural and social value of Christianity, even if they're not believers themselves. Some of these thinkers and personalities are concerned by the turn in society towards a cancel culture of identity-based politics and often find themselves more in step with Christians on these issues than with some of their secular brethren. Most significantly, as the influence of new atheism has waned, a variety of secular thinkers have been stepping forward to ask new questions about the value of religion and where the West is heading in the absence of the Christian story. Many of them have developed large platforms and have a huge influence on a younger generation searching for meaning. Many even seem to harbour a wistful desire for Christianity to be true. As their influence has grown, it's led me to wonder whether, even in the midst of our highly secular culture, we're witnessing a sea change in people's openness to faith. It was the journalist and author Douglas Murray who brought this home most powerfully during a conversation I hosted between him and New Testament historian N.T. Wright. Murray, an agnostic who describes himself as a Christian atheist, remarked that a number of highly intelligent friends and acquaintances of his had converted to Christianity in recent years. Perhaps they were an exception to the rule, or maybe something else was going on. Were people becoming more open to the Christian message? Were we seeing a new opportunity for the church to speak into a, quote, more receptive crowd? Interestingly, I had also heard of and interviewed a number of adult converts to faith, some of them very surprising. Then, Murray went on to reference that well-worn line from Matthew Arnold's poem about the withdrawing sea of faith and said something which, although blindingly obvious at one level, had never struck me before. He said, The interesting thing about the sea of faith is there's no reason why it can't come back in. The sea doesn't only withdraw, you know, it's the point of tides. 
Across the course of this documentary series, I will make a bold proposition that Matthew Arnold's melancholy, long-withdrawing sea of faith is beginning to reach its farthest limit and that we may yet see the tide of faith come rushing back in again within our lifetime. The reason I feel confident enough to make this argument is that faith has never really gone away. People need a story to live by, but the stories we've been telling ourselves in the last several decades have been growing increasingly thin and superficial. Meanwhile, a plethora of thinkers have been re-evaluating the Christian story and showing how it continues to undergird our most fundamental moral and cultural instincts. We may have forgotten the story, but it might be time to rediscover it afresh. I believe we are seeing the first fruits of the returning tide in the lives and stories of a number of public intellectuals who are finding themselves surprised by the continuing resonance of the Christian story. This includes people like the psychologist Jordan Peterson, the aforementioned journalist Douglas Murray, female rights advocate Louise Perry and the popular historian Tom Holland. You'll hear my exchanges with them and various other secular thinkers, along with conversations I've shared with many other men and women who have crossed the line to Christian faith as adult converts. These include celebrated writers such as Francis Spufford and Paul Kingsnorth, who have found that the Christian story makes sense of their story. There are academics such as historian Molly Worthen and classicist James Orr who discovered that the accounts of Jesus' life in the Gospels could be taken seriously. And you'll hear the stories of everyday secular people such as Peter, Sarah and Dean who had either rejected Christianity or never considered it to begin with. Yet they found themselves drawn towards a story that made sense of their deepest longings and desires. In sharing these stories, I hope to show why Christianity can still make surprisingly good sense to 21st century people and how the church can ready itself for those who may yet choose to walk through its doors again. Anybody who lives by the sea can tell you that tides go out and tides come in, but inexperienced holidaymakers can still be caught out by how quickly the water returns. If you are a person of faith, I hope that this series serves as an encouragement that the story is not over for Christianity. And if you don't consider yourself a believer, well, firstly, thank you for listening this far. And I hope that as you listen in, you may discover why Christianity has made sense to so many in the past and continues to do so today. You may even be tempted to dip a toe in yourself. Please do subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and a review to help others discover the surprising rebirth of belief in God, telling the story of how new atheism grew old and secular thinkers are considering Christianity again. And before I go, this podcast series is also a book. You can read the first chapter for free when you join my newsletter at justinbriley.com, where you can also order the book or get a signed copy. And if you just can't wait for the next episode of the show, we will always be releasing the podcast a week early to our Patreon supporters. So you'll get early access and lots of bonus content. Find links to the book, early access via Patreon and more with the show notes or visit justinbriley.com. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs>